When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to The Tint. I'm Scott Feldman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, have you ever heard the expression, the devil is in the details? Yeah, you probably have. I guess it makes sense. It sort of indicates, in my humble opinion, that the superficial aspects, the readily apparent aspects of something are the very easy part to understand or execute. The more detailed parts, well, that's where the challenges lay, right? Right, details. Nature's full of all sorts of details, and the scenes that we obsess over are not superficially as simple as they might seem at first glance. There's a lot going on in aquatic habitats like streams, ponds, and of course the flooded forests that we obsess over. There's a lot of material accumulating there, a lot to consider. Now, I believe that the aquarium that attempts to replicate a sort of chaotic scene like the ones we always talk about starts with what looks like really artificial placement of wood anchored by numerous details which soften, define, and fill in the scape. It's a sort of an analog to the theater or motion picture concept of mise-en-scene where the pieces literally set the stage and help tell a story by providing context. Yes, uh, unlike escape, which depends on growth of plants to fill it in and sort of evolve it, in the botanical style, blackwater, brackish, whatever, aquarium is largely hardscape materials by definition, and that requires the adept placement of these materials to help fill in the scene. Of course, part of the evolution is the softening, the redistribution, and the breakdown of botanical materials over time just like what happens in nature. I suppose this little rant could be viewed as a defense of our style, which occasionally has been criticized as sloppy, lazy, undisciplined, etc. Perhaps it is to some. However, I think it serves to re-examine what I feel is one of the foundational philosophies of the botanical style aquarium aesthetic. It's a philosophy grounded by understanding what happens in nature when stuff falls in the water. I must confess, it's an aesthetic in both nature and the aquarium, which certainly doesn't appeal to everyone. In fact, Many in the mainstream aquascaping world, if you will, tend to levy all sorts of constructive criticisms and, yeah, but comments about our practices and ideas, you know, and they did that for a long time. Much less these days, but it happened for a while. Yet the appearance of biofilms, detritus, decomposition, silt, etc., runs contrary to what we've been indoctrinated to appreciate for generations in the aquarium world, doesn't it? And that's part of the attraction to me of this type of aquarium. A certain degree of acceptance, knowing that our role as the human caretakers of our closed aquatic environment is a limited one. Now, it's easier than you might have expected and more difficult than you can anticipate. Rather than conform thoroughly to some sort of rules based on design, layout, and technique, this type of aquarium tends to ask for very basic initial design and lets Mother Nature handle a lot of the emerging details over time. It's a different approach to aquascaping than we usually talk about, right? It requires some vision. It requires belief in one ideas. Uh, It requires understanding and faith, as we've discussed yesterday, and it requires patience above all else and the passage of time. Nature's been working with terrestrial materials and aquatic habitats for eons, and nature works with just about everything you throw at her. She'll take that seemingly unsexy piece of wood or rock or bunch of dried leaves, and given the passage of time, the action of gravity and water movement, and the work of bacteria, fungi, and algae, she'll mold, shape, and evolve them into unique and compelling pieces as amazing as anything we could ever hope to do. This is the truth in both the wild habitats and the aquarium, of course. 
The same processes and functions which govern what happens to these materials in the wild occurs in our aquariums. And if we reject our initial instinct to edit what nature does, the aquarium takes on a look and vibrancy that only she can create. We also have to readjust our aesthetic preferences to accept the appearance of these processes. We need to understand why biofilms form, why terrestrial materials decompose underwater, and how this impacts and benefits the environment in our aquariums. There's just more to this than, you know, just a pretty look. <laughs> you don't have to start with a real high concept in terms of laying out your botanicals and leaves. A lot of hobbyists ask me about what's the best way to place botanicals in their tanks, and the simple truth is that there is no best way. You can literally toss them in there, or you can place seed pods and leaves wherever you want in the tank, but processes like water movement, decomposition, and the activities of our fishes will sort of redistribute these materials over time. Again, exactly what happens in nature. And in sort of an ironic twist on the traditional way of scaping and running aquariums, we as hobbyists actually have to accept a certain amount of editing by nature. So it's kind of a reversal there, isn't it? Sure, again, you can place a hardscape of wood or rocks or, or the combination of the two to sort of set the framework for your botanical assemblage. It's just that you need to remember that the botanicals and leaves themselves must be viewed as more or less ephemeral in nature. And they're going to change over time. They're going to evolve your scape and provide a different aesthetic than what you might have had in mind when you crafted the initial layout. This is a significant mental shift that the Botanical Style Aquarium asks of all of us who create one. You can fight this as long as you want, polishing, editing, and rearranging things to keep some design. Absolutely, it can be gorgeous in a very artistic way. However, to really appreciate this type of aquarium, it's really more optimal to set the scene for nature to do almost this, you know, most of the heavy lifting and just sort of craft the scape according to that eons old processes, which we are only now beginning to understand in the context of aquarium keeping. Nature can do the most amazing things if we give her a chance. So lay out things with your own unique vision and let nature add the details. She pretty much never messes them up. Stay observant, stay patient, stay diligent, stay excited, stay creative, stay odd, and always stay wet. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed this little simple thought. Hope we see you next time on the next installment of The Tint.